0: to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started.
1: welcome to another episode of the piney pastors podcast i'm steve hopped along with jason Myers and nathan smith hello and we are uh, here in the conference room at the piney ridge church building and we are going to talk today about well we're going to talk specifically about philippians 413 but in a broader context, we're going to talk a little bit about interpreting Scripture.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, um, I'm going to start this by reading just Philippians 4.13, which says, it's a very famous passage of Scripture. It's on a
2: lot of coffee mugs. And posters. Yeah.
1: And books and probably other things, yeah. T-shirts. And it says, I... Can do all things through him, referring to Christ, who strengthens me. And it's a good verse. Indeed. It's a good verse. It's a Bible verse, so it's a good verse. Uh, now let Straight. me read it in context. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. This is Philippians, that was Philippians 4, 10 through 13, and, and Paul is talking to the Philippians in this paragraph about the fact that whether he's in need or whether he's abounding, whether he has a lot or has little, that God has taught him to be content and that in the power of Christ, he can actually be content and no matter what circumstance he finds. you guys agree with that? you want to elaborate on that?
2: I agree with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes and no. Yes, I agree with it. No, I don't want to elaborate. Okay. okay. So what's the problem then with uh, Philippians 4.13? What are some of the uh, ways in which people take that verse out of context and perhaps apply it improperly?
2: Well, I think the problem is that people take it out of context. Yeah. <clears throat> uh it's well, not a problem with the text, a, yeah. but with how people are taking yeah. it. Yeah, it's often just, it is a put on a sticker or a t-shirt or a mug or something, and um, people may not have any idea about the surrounding context of the verse. They just know that somewhere in the Bible, and if they... Um, give authority to the bible they know somewhere in the bible it says i can do all things and often it's um it paraphrased, but uh, accurate but to say christ who strengthens me i can do all things through christ who strengthens me or him and maybe the or i refer can do all things through christ even in general even. about yeah or just yeah that's even pithier i can do all things through christ um the problem is that that's not true um that's not true <laughs> um Can I fly to the moon using only the uh, propulsion God has given to me in my legs and arms? If I flap hard enough, Christ will strengthen me so that I can fly to the moon. No, that's not true. Uh, We can think of a whole bunch of ridiculous situations where that is not true. And so people kind of just take this out of context, but they hold it as a, a truism and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but then they just want to pick and choose when that's true and when mm-hmm. it's not.
3: And even if you wanted to go <clears throat> so far as to say, well, Jesus is uh, divine. He has all power, so he could actually strengthen your legs to mm-hmm. make you jump to the moon. Mm-hmm. There are still other things you have to say are, would not work. You cannot become God through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah, that, like that's that—that's not a possibility. Mm-hmm. He cannot strengthen you to mm-hmm. do that. And besides that, there are many things that you cannot do because he would never strengthen you to do it. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, yeah, and probably the <clears throat> where this passage—I've heard it used. I've se- seen it like in movies, poorly made Christian movies, <laughs> where <laughs> someone's running a race and they're. This is the mantra in their mind. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. Um I can overcome any physical situation or whatever because uh Christ is going to strengthen me to do it.
1: Mhm. So almost spiritualizing a humanistic effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and saying, well, I can I can spiritualize this. I can if I say I can do it through Christ who strengthens me, then uh, then I'm 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 putting God's blessing and yeah. mark of approval on what I'm doing. Uh, sometimes you'll hear athletes mm-hmm. say that. And I know that's what you meant, right? Yeah, yeah, I was just
2: gonna say as I'm thinking about where I've heard it said. It seems it often comes up in the context of sports. Yeah, you know, a team can rally around this. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, so we can crush the other team. Potentially,
3: mm-hmm. though, people have thought this or said this or given this to others in. By means of uh, sincere encouragement, maybe they have uh, found out that their friend has cancer, and they say, "You can beat this. You can do all things well, through yeah. Christ who strengthens mm-hmm. you." He, you know, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's it can give a false sense of, um, like you said, f- well, f- focus of where the where it's supposed to be, but also a false sense of hope for things that maybe God has not promised you.
2: Yeah. So, and I think that that's <clears throat> where. it, can be uh, dangerous not just that, annoying if right yeah. yeah not just kind of goofy or silly but actually dangerous if uh if people really cling to this as almost taking it as a a promise i can do all things through christ You strength me well if if i don't beat that cancer or if i lose that race or whatever then god let me down did yeah did did christ not have the strength Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or if people don't want to go down that road, then, um, then what does that mean? Did I just not have enough faith in his ability to strengthen me, so it can just lead people down all kinds of unhealthy um, spiritual wanderings?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yet, it, it's a wonderful
1: verse, mm-hmm. and it's it's a, a truth that we can hang on to. Let's talk about. Let's talk about ways that are 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 good applications of this verse in our life. Paul is using it here to say God gives me the strength to be able to endure a hardship or to uh, abound in in a, in a situation where I'm really rolling around. I'm, I'm marinating in the blessings of God, and but I'm not. You know what? What? How would how would Christ yeah. strengthen you in that? How how would Christ? It's easy to see how Christ can strengthen us to endure when we are in want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But how does Christ strengthen us when we are abounding?
3: Well, when He says, um, "I can do," He's saying I am able to. I have the ability <clears throat> to do all things. The the all things is is in the context is referring to both the highs and the lows of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being um, content being content with all those so um i can do meaning i can be content with mm-hmm. in in the midst of when i have a lot or when i have a little and i think that the strengthening us part by the way paul only uses that phrase to refer to an inward strengthening not a physical mm-hmm. strengthening but that inward strengthening is That you are not, I think in part, that you're not going to be consumed by the abundance that you have. You're not captivated by it. You're not going to worship it. You know, he's saying, I know how to um, to have this, to have abundance, to have blessing, and to enjoy it as a gift from God, but not to worship it, not to idolize it. Yeah, and
2: it's maybe uh, easier to think of people being discontent when they are in need and don't have Mm -hmm. much, but how often have we experienced discontentment when we have more than we need, when we do have abundance and how prevalent is that in, especially in America of having abundance and yet not having the strength to be content. Right. It can increase
1: your discontentment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was hoping, as you could tell, that's where I was hoping you would end up. That was (laughs) one of those questions. Yeah. Where I had a certain answer in mind. Yeah. I think, I think that it, you're right. It's easier to think about this when we're in need than it is when we are abounding. But uh, sometimes I think abounding can be more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And we get to uh, <clears throat> expect God to do that all the time. Or we, uh, we feel like we require it. We can't be happy if we aren't abounding. And that certainly would be uh, something that we would want to avoid and something that Christ would strengthen us to avoid. Yeah. And Paul, when he's writing,
3: this was actually in prison. And so he's at the place of not abounding, but of being, uh, limited, being restricted, um, being mistreated. And yet he's saying, I am content. And he's saying it in the context of Philippians here is that they were giving him a gift and he is saying, thank you for the gift. In the very next verse verse 14, he says, yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. He's saying in, in in essence, thank you for the gift. And I appreciate it, but God is enough for me, mm-hmm. and He's going to end up saying God will be enough for you too. So, as yeah.
1: a teaching point for yeah. them. So, how do we apply this verse? Can we apply this verse beyond the context? Can we apply it in in other areas of our life other than just contentment? I I think yes. I think we can, but I think what you said nathan was was key i think the strengthening that paul's talking about here is an inward strengthening and jason said that. jason said that all right but me, i was i
2: was totally thinking it yes
1: let's give credit where credit is due jason said that but it's it's an it's a strengthening in our inmost being so that uh, no matter what we're what we're facing i, I think that someone who is battling cancer Mm -hmm. can certainly apply this yes and that god is Mm -hmm. going i'm i i can endure this trial Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we have to accept it doesn't mean we don't pray for healing but Mm -hmm. as long as i'm enduring this cancer i know that christ will strengthen me to do this i think of uh james saying you know that 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 suffering produces a steadfastness in us and that mm-hmm. steadfastness needs to have its uh, we need to let it have its full effect to where it leads to eventually perfection paul in it's romans 5 i think right where paul says that that suffering produces endurance and endurance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame mm-hmm. well christ strengthens us to be able to do that And so I think the person suffering from cancer can apply this to their life, especially and most most importantly with the inner strengthening that Christ gives us to endure what we need to endure.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think we can apply it more broadly when we understand that if if we intend it in the sense of, um, I can do all things that honor Christ through Him who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. I can, uh, which means growing in, um, growing in contentment, growing in um, joy, even through heartache and and mm-hmm. trials, um, growing in, in humility. What all of the all of these things that that we know. Are the Lord's will to work in us mm-hmm. as believers? We can say, "I, <clears throat> I can do all these things." It's part of the mystery of. I mean, even in right here, there's this mysterious um, working of God in us as we work in our sanctification. I can do all things. I, I am doing these things. Paul saying, "I can do these things, but it's through Him who strengthens me, so I can't do it." Unless he's strengthening me yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think so in in our sanctification, more more broadly, even you know beyond the specific focus here of contentment, then yes, I think we can we can claim this as a truth
3: but I, I think um, like even in Acts nine, Luke says that Paul, his other name is also Saul, said that he increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. So this is getting where, but what you're saying is that strengthening us to do the the work that God has called us to do, Mm -hmm. wherever, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, And in Ephesians three, Paul uses it. He says, he prays that you, uh, that God may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and talks about that. You may be able to be rooted and grounded in love and have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and the love of God, and so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's strengthening strengthening in our our soul, in our spirit, and in our inner being in a sense, so that we can even understand more of the gospel truth. Mm-hmm. But I think that one thing we're just um, we've I think we've I don't know if we said it explicitly, so I think it should be. Um, be explicit. I'm going to be explicit. I'm not going to give an expletive. Is that if you need to? Okay. Um, that oftentimes when we're reading scripture, we need to make sure that we, um, are not taking a narrative of what happened, just describing what happened to some person in the Bible and and claiming that Mm. is, oh, that can Mm -hmm. be mine. Then Paul, Mm -hmm. all he is doing here is just saying, I, he's talking about his experience and yet, I do think in the uh, letter to Philippians, he is meaning for us to, not just that it's allowed, but I think that he's actually intending that they, and thereby extension, yeah. we can take this and say for us too. Yeah. That because he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. It's true for the Philippians as well, and it's true for us as well. And so while we do need to be careful about taking statements that are not um, saying, hey, this is for you, this was for himself, Paul saying, I think here it still fits and still works where we can apply it and should apply it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. And I think one of the ways that this passage, um, is sometimes misused. Well, and in some of the things we already talked about, so in a particular trial, a particular event where we don't, Know what God has decreed the outcome of that event to be. Yeah. So in a sporting event, we we should not claim as a promise God has God is going to strengthen me to win this race when we don't know what God maybe God has decreed that we're going to break our ankle within the first fifty yards and lose the race. We, we don't know what God has decreed, so we can be confident that God will strengthen us to do. What he has revealed, which so revealed in that
3: will. in that scenario you could it be more appropriate to apply this passage to say, um, <clears throat> I can win this race or lose this race, I can be fine and do great, or I can break my ankle and I can endure through Christ who strengthens mm-hmm. me. I can right. rejoice and love I my can be competitors. Content with the outcome, yeah, I can be content with <clears throat> the outcome through Him who strengthens right. me, because right. that indeed not only is what he's it's not that he has revealed what's going to happen, but he has revealed what he has called us to do. Mm-hmm. So he's telling yeah. us what we should be and do. And that is what we are being strengthened for by right. Christ to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anybody else have something wise to say about Philippians four thirteen? 13?
2: there no one else in the room. Anyone um, under the table?
3: Just got a text. So maybe that person. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat>
2: I, I think there's
3: just in general though, what you said, Steve, that, um, the more it's more of a plea to be careful when we're reading scripture and um we often our emotions get ahead of ourselves and we want it to say something it feels comfortable maybe it's something we've just heard over and over again from so many different angles from so many different people Mm -hmm. and um to stop and to say what does it say in context yeah and what does it really mean um because even just just the phrase by itself that that sentence um, can have a lot of different meanings and you keep it in context, though, and context of the passage and of the Bible as a whole and of our Christian understanding of, uh, of, of, our, of our lives and of God himself. It makes it, uh, it limits it, but it actually can make it more powerful and sweet mm-hmm. when we can uh, apply it in ways that um, are appropriate. And so, yeah, I plea to carefully read and carefully apply both as a um, for ourselves, but also as a means of encouragement for others.
1: Yeah. Amen. Well, that will do it for today, and we'll send it over to David Neighbor to close us out.
0: Thank you for listening. We have a new podcast each week, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes. For more information about Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri, visit us online at pineyridgechurch.org. That's P-E-I-N-E, ridgechurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Piney Ridge. That's all for today. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning.